unstoppable kick-ass confidence. Are you ready? Welcome to the Raw and Unscripted Show with Christopher Roush, where we help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. Now please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. And please welcome our host, Christopher Roush. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it is what? It's Tuesday night. It is 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. It is your place for the Raw and Unscripted Show with yours truly, Christopher Roush, where I help you overcome your self-created crap without the self-help fluffy bullshit. So ladies and gentlemen, this is a solo show today. This is just you and me on the Raw and Unscripted Show. So ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, whether you're here listening to this or watching this live, this is a video cast. If you're listening to this on the podcast, this is the video cast and we are having a great time tonight. So we're just going to jump into a conversation tonight about finding calm in the chaos. Now there's a lot of chaos going on in the world today. There's a lot of chaos going in, a, a, a lot of chaos going on in a lot of people that I know as well. And so I think it's important that we be able to find the calm and the chaos uh, and be able to navigate through those situations because it'll make us much stronger in those moments where we feel like we can't actually uh, hang on. So uh, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, the Ron and Scripted Show here tonight, um, talking to you about finding calm and the chaos because you know when I think about my life and I think about the different aspects of my life, and you guys know my story that I'm a former seventh grade homeless dropout that lived in the backseat of a station wagon with 18 cats and two dogs. You know that I had chaos. You know that for the first 17 years of my life, I grew up with somebody who did not pour into me necessarily that I had, you know, I did everything for my mom and I did everything and there was just so much chaos in the world, but it wasn't until I finally got to a point where I couldn't handle the chaos. Right. And we talk about that. We talk about the chaos can either be, um, we do things for one of two reasons. We do things to either avoid pain or to gain pleasure. And when you think about the chaos that's going on in our life, half the time that chaos is pain that we're not even we're not even attuned to. We're not even actually tuning into and addressing. So I mean, when I think about the chaos, I think about, you know, chaos as being certainty versus uncertainty, right? When you think about chaos, you think about it's stuff that you can't necessarily control. It's stuff that's outside of your area of expertise necessarily. And you feel like, oh my God, there's stuff that I have to control. There's stuff that I have to have that's certain. But when you think about your life, what has to be certain? Breathing, number one, has to be certain. Eating, number two, has to be certain. Three, um, some some place to stay usually. You know, there's certain, certain things that we need and, and we have, actually have to need. When you think about it, what is it that you want? You know, needs versus wants. And if you think about the fact that you might be living in chaos because you're focusing on the things that you don't want, and that's something that we all have to address, right? We all have to think about the things that we want versus what we don't want. And the chaos can really ensue when we don't feel like we have that ability to control the situation. We feel like things are out of control in our brain and in our life. And so what do we do? We usually resort to short-term gratifications instead of long-term results. We focus on, oh, I'm going to binge watch Netflix, or I'm going to eat something, or I'm going to drink something, or I'm going to, you know, shop or whatever it is that might be your short-term gratification. If you have pain in your life that you're ignoring, then that's the breeding breeding ground for chaos. So I uh, appreciate you guys being here. Again, this is just a solo conversation between you and I. So if you have questions, you have comments, uh, please post those in the, in the comment section. I have a feeling tonight's going to be a short show because Truth be told, I've got a lot of chaos in my mind and a lot of chaos in my brain. What's up? He's Scott Goyette's in the house. What's up, Scott? Good to see you. Yeah, there's a lot of chaos. And Scott says, uh, it's all about 
It's all about the breath, sink into the truth. Yes, my friend, you are absolutely true. You're absolutely right. Um, actually, it was one of my one of my uh, solutions tonight to talk about that was you know focusing on the breath, focusing on what it is that we could do. But you know, the chaos really is um, that certainty versus uncertainty. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Um, you know, in the fact that what it is that we can control. And I always say, you know, energy flows where focus goes. So if you're focusing on the things that you cannot have a tangible hand in fixing, then guess what that's going to equate to? That's going to equate to frustration, right? When you have a set of expectations that are supposed to be up here, but yet the performance of those expectations is down here, everything in the middle is chaos. It's that incongruency as it's trying to figure out, okay, why aren't my expectations being met? Um, why is everything down here? And so what we have to do is we have to figure out how we can adjust our expectations or adjust our performance to be able to equalize that chaos that's going on in our brain. And right now there's so much energy going on in the world right now. Scott, you know it as well. There's a lot of different uh, energies that are going on and people are just like sort of freaking out. They're like, okay, things aren't normal and things always seem to feel like they're changing and I don't know what's gonna happen next and I don't know what's gonna happen with this. The thing we have to do when there's chaos is we have to focus on what we do have control over. And like Scott just said, you know, we have, we have the control over ourselves. We have the control over our choices that we make. And one of the things that I really find in people that are not handling chaos well is when I ask them, I say, are you taking care of yourself? Yes or no? They will often say no. When I'm like, okay, so how do you expect to have some form of control over the chaos? Or how do you expect to be able to, um, navigate through that chaos if you're not pouring into yourself, if you're not taking care of yourself. So many people are so exhausted and they're so at their wits end right now that they're hoping, wishing, and praying that somehow they're going to be able to find the extra strength. But the extra strength really comes out when you stop, when you really just stop and you ask yourself, okay, what are the priorities in this moment? What are the priorities in this life, right? We often take those things for granted that we, that we think we have so many things that we have to take care of, but that's the key word. We think we have to take care of. We think we have to take care of. Scott's over here. He says, lots of weird, lots of weird energy in the world. Big changes happening collectively. Yes, you're absolutely right, brother. You're absolutely right. And you say, all right, we will all be okay and trust the universe. It is so true. Crystal's in the house. She says, hi, Christopher. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of chaos going on in my brain. There's a lot of uncertainty. There's a lot of different pivoting that's been going on since, you know, my career transition back in November of 2019. And then of course we had March, 2020 where COVID hit and there was a lot of different sp stuff and speculation going on. And that's all you hear a lot of right now is people just running from one thing to the other. Like, oh my God, this is going to happen. And this is going to happen. And what if this is going to happen? And everybody's just running around like they're chicken with their head cut off. And the important thing that we have to do when there's chaos is to stop is to really stop. And the first thing that I do is I, I figure out what I'm grateful for because in chaos, we're often focusing on what it is that we don't have or focusing on the things that are out of our control. And that's what creates that incongruency and that, that energy in our body and our minds that feel like, okay, if I don't have control over everything, then something's going to happen to me or something bad is going to happen. But the truth of the fact is, is like Scott's saying, you don't have to control everything in your life. You actually could sit back and like really sit back in the seat of the observer and be able to sit there and say, okay, is, is this happening for me or is this happening to me? And another great question to ask yourself really is what am I making this mean to be about me? Right? What am I making this to be about me? If, if, if that's chaos that's going on in your life, you know, the first thing we can do is we can stop and we can accept responsibility for where it is and what it is that we're doing and what we're focusing on. You know, so many people are sitting there running around like, like, Oh, I have to do this and I have to do this. And I, then I got to do this. And I'm like, okay, so how are you doing that? In, in not taking care of yourself and not filling your own bucket and, and being able to, you know, affect change and, and impact other people, right? You know, it's just about filling yourself up first and, and just realizing the fact that, you know, uncertainty is going to breed, so uncertainty is going to breed 
you know, further negativity and further um, anxiety, right? So it just all fulfills on itself and it just builds on itself and it builds on itself till you, till, till you get to a point where you're just like, oh my God, I can't take it anymore. And then what do you do anyway? You wind up stopping, right? Um, Scott says right here, he says, you know, awareness. Absolutely. It is about awareness. Amber Allen, what's up, Amber, in the, in the in the house? Standing in the mirror is where it all starts. It truly is. It truly is. Thank you guys for spending your Tuesday night here with us. Um, you know, so uh, one other thing, another aspect that I think about in this is so super important is who are the people that we're hanging around, right? You know, I've been talking to some people this week and I, and I said, you know, I said, and they're, and they're really like just at wit's end. They're just like, oh my God, I can't take anymore. You know, all this different stuff, my family, this, that, and the other thing. And I ask them like, so who is your support system, right? Scott and I talk about in our group coaching program, who is your team? Who is the person that you're going to trust? Who's the person that's going to empower you? Who's the person that's going to motivate you? Uh, who's the person that's going to hold you accountable? I can spell team. And who's the one that's going to motivate you? Who are those people on your team that are going to be able to call you out on your shit and say, listen, you're reacting to a situation that is out of your control. And now you're hoping, wishing and praying and expecting that things are going to be able to change just because you're upset about it. That's not the fact or pontificating about it or, or spreading it out in social media is not going to change that. All it's going to do is heighten your awareness about your anxiety because now you're going to be going back and looking at those posts and wondering, okay, am I going to get some sort of relief out of this? Because if I'm going to, if I'm going to get that relief out of this, then, you know, then I'm going to be able to control it. But the truth of the fact is the reality is what is it that we're really trying to do? At the end of the day, what is it that we're really trying to do with all this anxiety and everything else? We're trying to prepare and plan for something that we know uh, that is certain, right? And I know I keep going in circles with that certainty thing, um, you know, but it really is about that. If we if we knew what was certain, then life would be boring. Life is really about the fact that when we wake up in the morning, the only thing that is certain is that next breath. And when we can sit there and we can hold calmness, we can hold stillness uh, in the in the seat of gratitude, right? In the seat of the intentions that we set for ourselves each and every day. If you wake up in the morning and you don't set the intention for my for yourself to sit there and say, okay, listen, I know that there's going to be uncertainty and anxiety in my in my world today, but I choose and my intention is to be able to sit back and let that go by, right? And they talk about it in the un un Untethered Soul uh, by Michael Singer, you know, sit in that seat of the observer and be able to sit there and say, okay, there's a lot of commotion going on. I don't have to be a part of that commotion. I don't have to jump into that energy. I can sit there and say, okay, wow, there's a lot of stuff going on with the presidency. There's a lot of stuff going on with the world. There's a lot of stuff going on with Korea and Russia and China and all these different things. Okay. Okay. Gratitude. I got a great place to live. I got my son downstairs. I got my wife downstairs. I'm going to be having dinner in a little bit. I got technology. I can talk to you guys, right? I can't control all that external other stuff, but what I can do is I can sit in my seat of awareness and say, okay, listen, what do I have control over right now? I have control over my thoughts and my opinions and my actions and my thoughts and my opinions and my actions can either lead to a, a, a point of, of not, not certainty, a, for, a, 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 a state of belief. You know, really what I'm trying to think about is, you know, what is your state of belief? If you, if you believe the world is going to hell in a handbasket, then of course, like I said before, where your energy flows, your focus will go. So you're going to be starting to look for things that, that are going to cause the world to go to hell in a handbasket. But the truth of the fact is, is if just wake up in the morning set your intention that no matter what comes my way, I choose to respond to those situations intelligently and with thought and intention, uh, instead of reacting to them. Cause so many people sit there and they, they react, Oh my God, da, da, da. And what they don't do is they don't seek first to understand, right? You know, you sit there and you get three things like, oh my God, this means this, this means that. And then you go tell five other people and those five other people go tell five other people. And all of a sudden you have people running around when you really didn't start off with the facts in the first place. You didn't even start with the facts in the first place. You didn't give yourself an opportunity to ask questions to clarify what it is that you might be assuming. We all know what assuming means. It makes an ass out of you and me. 
Duh. I just love saying it. Uh, Scott says, uh, dinner time. Love you, brother. Thank you, man, for stopping by. I appreciate you. We got Katie. Katie's in the house. What's up, Katie? Good to see you. Uh, I believe you're up in Michigan now, right? Isn't that Michigan? I'm going to be coming up to Michigan in August for a wedding, but we're not talking about that. Um, yes, Scott says here, he says, be present, embrace uncertainty, enjoy the ride. Um, yeah. And that, that takes a lot of skills sometimes because we're born, if we're born into a household of uncertainty and, and, um, you know, fear, you know, that's another thing. If we're born into those opportunities, then it's up to us to be able to change those perspectives. And that's what I do here as no excuses coach is I offer you the opportunity to change your perspective. Life is not happening to you. Life is happening for you. But if you sit there and you think that it's happening to me, then you're going to be wondering what's going to happen next. When's the next shoe going to drop? I talk to people all the time. They're like, life is so great, Chris. Life is so great, but, and I'm like, but what? Are you expecting it to go to shit? Well, it usually does. Okay. So if it usually does, what can you do in that situation when it usually does? Can you sit there and go, oh my God, there it is again. Oh my God, I'm in chaos. Or can you sit there and say, you know what? I knew this was coming and here's my plan A, B, and C for when this happens. That's the thing we need to be doing is we need to set the intention for if there's going to be chaos in the world, if there's going to be chaos in our life, then what can we do to proactively plan for that? One of the situations that I find there's so much chaos in is when a family member suddenly becomes ill or suddenly suddenly passes away. And then there's chaos within the whole family because what? Nobody planned for that person to die. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen, we're all going to die. The best part of that is some of us are going to plan for it and some of us aren't. You know, for me personally, I want to make sure I plan for it so that, um, that nobody has to even think about what it is that I, that they have to do. There's no chaos. It's like, okay, get rid of Chris's stuff, donate it and have a party and celebrate his life and live in his honor. It's pretty simple. It's pretty simple, right? Um, you know, what does the chaos mean for you? Um, the chaos means for you that potentially you're in a situation that you're not happy with and you're ignoring that. Um, just a little bit of truth right there, because the people that I talk to on a daily basis, my coaching clients, you know, one of the things that they're, that they, that they do is they lie to themselves. They lie to themselves about the chaos that the situation they're in. They think that they have no other choice. A case in point, I had an executive vice president of sales, um, bitching at me one day and he's like, Oh my God, Chris, I can't even stand this anymore. You know, all this bullshit with the corporation and all these sales goals, you know, I've just had it. I can't do it anymore. And I'm like, okay, so what are you going to do to change, change the chaos? And he's like, Chris, you don't even understand, you know, I have to do this. My wife isn't working. I have my kids in school and da, 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 da. And I'm like, okay, so you're choosing this chaos right now. And he goes, what? He goes, what do you mean I'm choosing this chaos? I'm like, are you doing anything to change the chaos? Have you talked to anybody on your team? Have you talked to your boss? No, I can't do that. Everybody will get upset, blah, blah, blah. Excuse, 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 excuse. So I said, you're choosing to put up with this because you're not out looking for another job. You're not convincing your wife to go back to school or go back to work. You're not changing the situation you're in. So you're living in this chaos. You're choosing to do that. You're choosing to do that. You're choosing to be miserable and hoping, wishing, and praying. Again, like I said before, that something's going to change. The only thing that's going to change in chaos is you, right? And think about this. Who are your five people? We talked about this just a minute ago. Who are the five people when you're in chaos? Do they add to the chaos? Do they go, oh my God, I have to go tell these other people about this other chaos? Or do they sit there and say, you know what? Like Scott just said, hey, Chris, there's going to be chaos. Focus on what you can focus on and let the rest go. There's a great book called Letting Go. There's a great, I just called it, I just said the surrender experiment. I've done a bunch of research on being able to let go because my life has literally been chaos since the day I was born. Um, and what I've been able to do through that process is to really sit there and ask myself, what am I making this to mean about me? Right? When you think about chaos and you think things, things are happening and you got all this other stuff and we, we infer it to be about us, I have found that more times than not, it's not about us. 
It's not about us, but we sit there and we take it personally. Then what do we do? We react because we think it's personal about us. We react to the people that it might be personal about them. And what do they do? They react and it creates this whole vicious cycle of shit, a vicious cycle of shit. When all we need to do is just sit back and go, okay, listen, what is going on right now? What is causing me the anxiety? What is causing me the chaos? Okay. Financial situations. Okay. What can we do differently? What can I do differently to change that financial situation? What can I study? What can I learn? Who can I ask? Who can I, we, we got to go out and look for solutions to our problems. So many people are sitting there and they're just like, Oh, what's somebody going to do for me? They're, they're, they're expecting and they're blaming everybody else to cure their chaos. Oh, it's my parents' responsibility that I'm chaotic. Oh, it's this, it's that, it's it's whatever it is, whatever it is that you want to blame. If you're not taking responsibility to clear that chaos, if you're not going and seeking medical advice, professional experience, a coach, whatever it is that you might be, that chaos is your responsibility. You need to own that. So here's what I recommend. Um, number one, you got to have your legacy. You got to you got to know your why in life. My why in life every single day that I wake up is that Christopher Rash will have fought for what was right and what was fair. He will have risked fruits that matter and he will have left the earth a better place for who he was and what he did. That's my why every single day. So when I wake up in the morning and I set my gratitudes and I set my intention to fulfill that legacy, guess what? If there's something that happens during the day and there's chaos, then it doesn't if it if it if it doesn't lend to that legacy, guess what? I need to let it go or I need to solve for that situation. You know, we just had some chaos in our life recently. Uh, I won't go into particular details, but literally I spent a day going crazy about it. And then I sat back and I sat there and I wrote out, I just literally, I just take a pen and paper. Most people don't even do this. I just take a pen and paper and write out, what am I making this to mean about me? What are the variables that I control? What are the variables that I can't control? What are the worst possible outcomes? How can I solve for the worst possible outcomes? And then let it go. Maybe ask a couple of friends. I've got, a, I've got great mentors and I can sit there and say, okay, what would you do in this situation? How would you handle this? Um, am I making this out to be more than it really is? You know, again, going back to that seeking first to understand in those chaotic moments. And sometimes you just have to breathe. And that's one of the greatest gifts that I've been, been given this year is the ability to do breath work. And if you guys don't know what that is, just go Google breath work and just start taking that, that stuff seriously, because listen, you totally can. You've heard about the 10 deep breaths. How many of you guys actually do it? How many, how many guys? Just do a couple of those. Just do a couple of those. We call it box breathing. You, call it, you can call it whatever you want. You can go four seconds in, hold for four seconds, four seconds out, hold for four seconds. Do that. Go take a walk, you know, right to, there's so much you can do when you're in those moments of chaos, but sometimes it really is about being a victim. And that's another observation that we have to make is whether or not you see yourself as a victim or a victor. And that's what, that's a clear in, indication of where that chaos is going to come from. Because if you're sitting there looking at yourself as a victor, then when chaos comes at you, you sit there and look at it as a challenge. Like for me, every challenge that comes my way, as much as I don't appreciate it, I'm like, okay, I'm a victor. So what do I need to learn from this? How do I need to grow from this? And then what can I do with this to be able to help other people go through that as well? Right. So, but if you're looking at things, at things from, again, a victim standpoint, like, oh, life is happening to me, that chaos is going to be there for the rest of your life. And some people actually get satisfaction out, out of living in the chaos. They get satisfaction of every day saying, oh, well, this happened to me and this happened to me and this happened to me. On this show, I had the unstoppable Tracy Schmidt on here. She's a four-way amputee and she literally wasn't born with limbs. She has this, she calls it uh, uh, her chicken hand or her chicken foot, I think, or something like that. Um, 
but absolutely amazing. And she's somebody who could sit there and say victim all day long, you know, but she's not, she's a powerhouse. She sits there and looks for the opportunity. She looks for the challenges that can make her stronger. She looks for the, the, the gifts and the imperfections of what life is. Because life, if you expect life to be perfect, guess what's going to happen? You're going to be disappointed. And when you're disappointed a lot, guess what happens? You invite that chaos back into your life. That's all about what it is that you focus on and where it is that you're going, where it is that you're flowing, right? So if you don't want to have that chaos in your life, you can actually really start to let go. And it's not easy. I'm, I'm not telling you that it's easy, but you can sit there and say, you know what? Listen, if that person doesn't want to be a part of my life and it's evident that they don't want to be a part of my life, then I need to let them go whether it's a family member, whether it's a friend or whatever else, because if you take the five people you're around the most, and if those people don't inspire you and push you and, and, and grind you to be the better version of yourself, then you need to get new people, right? And if you got people in your life that are constantly coming to you and sharing their chaos and sharing their misery, you know, misery loves company. We've heard that talk about what's up, Tim Gillette. Good to see you, man. Um, you know, we've heard that misery loves company. So if you're looking at it from a victim mindset and you're going out there and explaining that to other people, guess what? They're going to be, well, maybe that's going to happen to me or what else should we do? right? What else should we do? Um, Amber says here, chaotic situations where I grow professionally and personally as odd as it seems to most strive on it. Yeah, actually that's so true. When you think about, and I, I thank you for bringing that point up, Amber, when I look back and when any of us look back on our lives, right? Did you grow the most from the great situations, the ones that went totally perfect? Or did you grow from those situations that challenged you that did not go to, to your expectations? Of course, right? You grew, you grew and you learned lessons. That's the thing about this life, ladies and gentlemen, is that we learn lessons. Some of us do, but if you're sitting there on the blame train going, oh, it's the government's fault. And when the president changed and when the governor changes, when they stay, change these stupid laws and when this happens and when this happens, then I'll be happy. And then my life won't be chaotic. But if you're getting attention from it, if you're getting validation from being chaotic and being a victim, then guess what? Most likely things will not change for you. But I'm here as the no excuses coach to teach you guys how to get the fuck out of your own situations. You got to stop it. You got to stop it. And here's another aspect for you to consider. Do you have kids? Do you have people in your life that are looking for, looking at you as a role model? Are you a leader? Are you somebody at work that leads people? Grace under fire, right? Okay. There's a situation. They're coming over the perimeter walls. What do we do? Okay. What was our plan A, B, and C? Again, I go back to that because so many people don't have a plan. They sit there and they just think, oh, I'll figure it out when I get there which is sometimes, you know, actually not a bad plan. You know, I'll figure it out when I get there. I, I do shit like that too. I'm like, well, you know what? I'm just going to charge towards that direction and I'll figure out when I get there because I know that everything is figure outable, but some people just don't even have plans. They sit there and they, they have, you know, less than $10 in their bank account and they've got all these different things that potentially can happen. And it's like, oh, the car goes wrong. Oh, oh my God. You know, there's, there's, um, there's, 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 there's more chaos. It's like, okay, you know that things are going to happen in your life. So what can you do to prepare for them? And sadly, so many people will spend money on shit that doesn't even matter. They'll upgrade a thousand dollar cell phone that still works, but they won't make sure that the tires on their car are good. They won't make sure their radiator is taken care of. They won't make sure that they've done any, um, any service maintenance to their car. And then they're surprised when chaos keeps happening. You know, they'll, they'll have money on Netflix and, and all this other shit that, that provides that short-term gratification from the chaos, but they don't solve the chaos. They don't solve the problem of the chaos. They treat the symptom. And ladies and gentlemen, I want you guys to treat the problem of what it is that's causing you the chaos, the problem, the root of the problem, not just the symptoms. So I want you to really think about that. What are the root of the problems that cause you chaos? Is it the, is it the way you react to it? That's the first thing you can do. Something comes across your, 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 your screen, if you will, your screen in your mind, you can sit there and go, Oh my God, oh my God, that's not it. Or you can go, you know what? I feel like I could react to that. 
I'm going to let that sit for a second. I'm actually going to process that for a second. I'm going to see if that I'm, if I'm making that to mean something about me, am I, am I taking that personally? What is it that I can control out of the situation? What is it that I can't control out of the situation? What are my options? Right. But so often we fly off the handle and then we want to sit there and make our, make our statements heard. We want to get angry because when we think we're angry, then we can control the situations, but that's not even the truth because ultimately that all wears off. That all wears off. Uh, Barsha says powerful. I need this. Well, we're so glad that you're here with us, Barsha. We, um, and feel free to ask any questions. You know, this is just you and me. This is just us having a great conversation right here. Um, talking about that. I mean, I've got chaos going on in my mind. Can't you tell? I mean, tonight I'm not even on my game here with the podcast necessarily because I just got a bunch of chaos going on there. And sometimes that is just a physical situation that's going on. Maybe you're not getting enough sleep. Maybe you're not hydrated. Um, Maybe you just got too much going on in your life. And, and sometimes you just need to stop. Uh, Amber Allen says, and I will turn around and teach you how to control the situation and make it to the end. That's exactly what I talk about, Amber. That is so true because when we can sit, we, we take our trash and we can make it our treasure and go help other people out. It's amazing what it is that we can do for one another and do for the world. Um, that's uh, got to get going. I'd love to get into this conversation. Love you all off to work. Thank you so much for Amber for being here. Um, Jacqueline Rose is in the house. What's up, Jacqueline? She says, my tip is to stay away from assholes. Stay far away from drama. People who like to cause chaos and drama, uh, like there is a reward for it. Stay away. And the more you stay away, the more peaceful life becomes. There it is, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, right there, right there. Stay away from assholes. I love it. I love it. I love it. But sometimes you can't stay away from assholes, Jacqueline. So what do you do when you run across assholes that um, are in society and everything else? Um, I just look at them and I go, Hey, it's great to be you. Uh, see you later. Uh, and, and Monica's in the house. She says, what's going on? She says, meditation so helps. Yes. Yes. You know what? Something else I do in, in addition to meditation, I have meditation on my, on my phone, but also I got into these things called binaural beats. And what happens sometimes, especially with me and my ADD brain and everything that's crazy that's going on in it is the electrical impulses in my brain kind of go just like crazy. So what these binaural beats do is you put the headphones on and one frequency is in one ear and another frequency is in another ear. And apparently what it does is it causes your, your brain waves to even out. So there's like different binaural beats for concentration. There's binaural beats for relaxation. There's binaural beats for, for, uh, for deep sleep. There's all sorts of different things that you can do. So what I do is when I find myself in a situation is I go pick one and I spend 20 minutes. Yes, I spend 20 minutes and I go meditate and listen to this and I fulfill my brain. I fill my brain full of opportunities for me to solve whatever the problem is. But also at the same time, I just release into it and go, okay, what am I supposed to get from this? What am I supposed to gain? What am I supposed to learn from this? And let's bring this on. Let's bring this on. Yes. Um, and, and as well, you know, and like I said before, I did the breath work, you know, where you actually sit there and you do, um, I can't remember the name of the, the breath work right now, but, uh, you basically hyperventilate yourself into a place where you're almost catatonic in a way. It's kind of crazy, but, um, go Google it. It's great. Um, it's just an opportunity for us to escape. And I know before my escape mechanism for, for escaping chaos was alcohol. So guess what that does? That doesn't deal with anything. That, that covers, that covers it up for a few hours and then you wake up the next day and it's still there. And then pretending on what you're doing, the alcohol that could cause other problems in your life. So you could actually have more chaos because you're not dealing directly with the root of the problem. And that's the big thing that's going on in the world today is, is even for myself in some situations in the past, I can look back and I'm like, you know, Chris, you knew what you needed to do for the root of that problem. Yet you still continued on in the chaos. But the gift out of that is that I learned not to do that again. So that's what I'm saying. 
what do you guys think? What do you guys think? Who does who does what to avoid chaos? Who does what to avoid chaos? You know, another thing that I do when I find chaos is I have music and I have playlists and I also have movies that I go to. For example, yesterday, I just felt like my brain, I had so much to do, but I felt like my brain was darting off into so many different, different directions that I gave myself permission to just have a, a free day. I had so much to do. And I said, you know what? I'm just want to watch movies. And normally I want to watch movies that make me think and everything else. But I just wanted to watch blockbuster action films. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to give myself a pass today. I just want to relax and not think about stuff and then go back to it. Right. Because sometimes we overthink everything. And then what do we do? We just get stuck in this vicious circle, this vicious cycle of what it is that we don't know what to do. And that makes us go crazy. And sometimes we think we're all alone in this world, but you're not. I'm not. Nobody is, especially for here for you guys as part of the unfiltered, <laughs> the other show, as part of the Ron and scripted show, uh, the Misfits for Life. Um, you guys are anytime you need me, anytime you feel like there's chaos going on in your life, reach out to me. Say, hey, Chris, I got some chaos going on in my life. I'd like to have a talk with you. You know, um, if you're interested in coaching with me, we can even do that and, and really uh, nail down the chaos. But um, my suggestion and recommendation to you is number one, what is your legacy? Where are you going? Where are you going? Where it is it are you going? Who is it are you becoming? And what do you need to do today to make that happen? And then everything else, figure out a way to let it go. Yes, you can. What is your legacy? For me, fight for what's right, what's fair, risk for what's that mattered, leave the earth a better place for who I was and what I did. Be a great dad. Enjoy the moments. So often we're caught up in thinking that one day we'll enjoy the moments when we've got it all figured out. But the truth is right now is the moment. You guys saw in Florida, a building fell on top of itself. Life over. Life over. What regrets could you potentially have in the next five years if you're not focusing on what legacy you want to leave? What do you want to do with your life? How do you want to be remembered? Do you want to live a long life? Most people say, yeah, I want to live a long life. I'm like, what are you currently doing to fulfill that? Well, you know, I guess I need a little bit more sleep. I guess I need to eat better. Uh, I guess I need some more exercise. Um, 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 okay. So you just told me seven things that you're not doing to achieve the thing that you say you want the most. Now, is there chaos in your life based on that situation? Of course it's called incongruency. It's called incongruency. When you have a legacy, when you have something that you're passionate about every single day, it doesn't make it perfect. I don't have all these perfect days in a row. Some days I have great days and some days I'm just like you guys where I'm just like, okay, let me put these tools into use. Let me put these tools into play and let's get over this. Now where something used to take me two or three months to get over, now it takes me two or three days. Maybe not even that much. Sometimes I could just snap myself out in 30 minutes and be like, you know what, Chris, you got to fucking change this shit. We'll start writing down everything. I'm th- I'll write it down. You know, I'll sit there and change my perspective about stuff. I'll talk to people. I'll be like, Hey man, I'm having a moment where I'm being stupid. I'm like, what are you being stupid about? I'm being stupid about this, that, and the other thing. Well, Chris, here's what you need to focus on. Oh yeah. Get my little, get my little perspective shift, you know, going on. And sometimes we just need to vent. Sometimes we just need to vent. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Tim Gillette says, love that, but can, uh, all, let me see, love that, but can, but we can all be the a-hole to others. One of my favorite Zig Ziglar quotes was if you want to join a group because of the hypocrites, we always have room for one more. Come join us. Uh, he says, I avoid the chaos by letting others be them. I be me. 
It's so true, man. It's so true. We've known each other for so many years. That is the best thing when you can truly be who you are. That's another a form of avoiding chaos because that way you don't have to lie or figure out anything that you're covering up for when you're not, when you're just being yourself, when you're just being yourself. Barbara or Barsha says, drug free must get myself away from abuse. Yes, 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 yes. Um, be drug free. Yes. That way you can focus on what truly is, is important to your life. I mean, that's one things why people become drug dealers and alcoholics and foodies and everything else is the fact that they were, they were running away from those, those, that chaos. And we're trying to find some sort of balance and, and comfort in those few hours or whatever it is that we're doing. So we can get up and try to do it again tomorrow. Uh, John McMillan, what's up brother? He says, I'd rather the whole world against me than my own soul. Ladies and gentlemen, listen to that. I'd rather have the whole world against me than, against me than my old, my, see, I can't even talk right today. I'd rather have the whole world against me than my own soul. Well said, well said, well said, man. Um, it truly is. I mean, it, it, it's about the simplicity of life, you know, get up, focus on what makes you happy. Try to do as much of that as you possibly can. Try to change things that don't, that make you unhappy um, and push yourself and grow and try and, you know, look at every opportunity as, as, as a growing situation. Uh, Jacqueline says, I guess I am a misfit for life. I was a misfit before it was cool. Daddy. Oh, never, never followed the flock blazed my own trail. Yes, you have Jacqueline. Uh, we have known each other for so long and you have always set the example for being who you are and not giving a shit about anybody else and what their opinions are not giving us. I mean, you care about other people, but you know, that's, that's the thing as well as, you know, we sit there and we get caught up in, in, in worrying about what everybody else thinks and worrying about what it is that we're supposed to be proving or, or showing the world when realistically there's times in our life where we could just sit there and, and, and not take a back seat to life, but sit there and realize that all that commotion is going on right here. The commotion is going on right here and you can sit there and step back. You know, I've, I've been coaching some people recently and they got in stressful situations and I said, what did you do? And they said, Chris, I actually visualized and I just felt like everything was going like this. And I just went, okay, okay. I got bills due. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh that person's mad at me. Okay. Yeah. I got to be at this job. Okay. 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 Boom. Boom. And then instead of having you just floating all in your mind, write down what it is. Write down because so oftentimes we don't identify exactly what the problem is, where the chaos is. So write it down, sit there and say, okay, what are the possible solutions? Who can I call? Who can I trust? How can I get started today? How can I get started today? Own that shit, ladies and gentlemen. Own it. Don't let it own you. That's the perfect part about this life. Like it says right here. You guys have heard me talk about it. Victor Frankel, Man's Search for Meaning. The gist of this book He's in Auschwitz concentration camp. He says, you can do anything to me. The one thing you can't do is you can't make me think or feel anything that I don't want to go read the book, man, search for meaning. Uh, I told you I was going to keep it short and sweet tonight. Uh, I appreciate you guys being here. So what's the chaos in your life? Is there any questions, anything you want to throw in there? Um, just wanted to come to you with a short and sweet episode and uh, just let you know, I'm thinking about you. There's a lot of chaos going on in the world. Yes, there's uncertainty. Yes, there is the news media that are propagating all sorts of crap, right? You know, I sit there and I think about last year when I had so many friends like, are you watching the news? Are you watching the news? And I was like, no, I'm like, well, Chris, you have to be informed. I'm like, whatever is important, I will be informed about. Whatever's important, I'll be informed about, but I'm not going to jump on the fucking car crash of a freeway called the news media and sit there and, and spend all that time worrying, fighting, arguing, 
talking with other people. Oh, did you hear what happened today? Did you hear what happened today? Did you hear what this person said? Oh my God, I'm watching this. I'm watching this. I'm watching this. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm not. What about your fucking life? If you, if you spent, if you spend as much time learning how to control the chaos, learning, spent that much time learning about meditation, uh, spent that much time learning about how to control your, the voices in your head as much as people did looking at the news. Can you imagine what a better world this place would be? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? John says, uh, it says, uh, what, once you've heard it once it's not news, it's old, it's old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not news, you know? And again, you know, I sit there and I think about, I think about us being puppets. I think about us being manipulated. Um, and so I choose to wake up every single day. Like I said before, set my intentions, set my gratitude and go out there and live the best possible life I can that particular day. And that when, when I find myself getting sucked into the chaos, then I realize what I'm not doing is I'm not living in the moment. And every single moment that we get is a gift. I hear all the time. Somebody just got diagnosed with cancer. Somebody just died. Somebody else's somebody just died. Somebody else just got in a car accident. Something else just happened this. Something else just happened that. There is tons of uncertainty in the world, ladies and gentlemen. There's going to continue to be tons of uncertainty. That's that's life. That's the gift that we're given. It's how we respond to that. It's how we choose to grow ourselves every single day. To sit there and say, "You know what? I'm not going to take this personal." I'm not going to take, I'm not going to take this as an assault on my intelligence. I'm not going to take this as anything. I'm going to take this as an opportunity that perhaps it's not about me. That perhaps if I'm not part of the, the solution, that maybe I'm part of the problem, right? Are you a part of the solutions of the things that are causing you chaos? Are you part of the solution of the things that in the world you believe are causing chaos? Are you actively contributing yourself to be a part of the solution? Or are you just pontificating and hoping, wishing, and praying, and yelling and screaming? And they should do this, and they should do this, and they should do this. Stop it. Look at the accountability mirror and say, "What is it that I'm going to do today? By which that I do it will offer me an opportunity to reduce some of my things that are causing me chaos." I'll leave you with this. Um, one of the greatest things you could do is take out a pen and paper, and you can write down your tolerations. Write down everything you're tolerating personally and professionally, both from yourself and from others and from things in your life and give it a couple of weeks. Write down every single thing you're tolerating and then take a list, take a look at that. I personally like to have a red pen and then put an asterisk right, right by three of them. What are three tolerations that you're doing right now that cause you the most chaos and the most angst? What can you do and eliminate those and just imagine what your life would feel like? Just imagine what your day would feel like if you, if you drop three of those tolerations. And yes, you can. Yes, it might have involve having a tough conversation. Yes, it might involve changing things around into your and getting out of your comfort zone. But guess what? If you have more than 30 things you're tolerating on that list, that's where the chaos comes from. And then as you choose to deal with them, guess what? Your chaos load gets lighter. And when your chaos load gets lighter, you get happier. And when you get happier, you want to spread that happiness to other people. And that's what we all need to do in this world today is we all need to take ownership and responsibility for the things that cause us frustration and cause us chaos, um, identify them, and then start getting to work on fixing them, fixing them, ladies and gentlemen, that's how you control the chaos. 
That is how you control the chaos. Um, John says, what is the six, seven highest priority actions I can do today that will serve the greatest number of people in the most efficient and effective way in a way that inspires is fair for exchange uh, so uh, that I can receive compensation fairly in a sustainable way that allows me to delegate lower priority things. Yes, six to seven highest priority actions I can do today. That's a lot, John. Six to seven? I'd say pick one to three. One to three. I'm a little bit more realistic. Six to seven? I mean, shh, I won't tell anybody that, but I usually do a lot. Uh, but I'm like talking to the masses here. So I would say pick three. Pick three. Yes. Um, yes. And delegate delegate the other stuff. Yeah. It's so often like, oh, I have to do this. I have to do this. Well, can that person do that? Well, yeah, but then I'd have to tell them. And then I have to remind them. I'm like, well, why do you have to remind them? Just tell them once. Just tell them once. Again, what is it? What is it you're tolerating? Oh, I have to tell that person 17 times. Fucking don't tell them that anymore. Just tell them adios. Tell them adios. If you can't get your shit together, I'm out of here. Most people won't do that. Most people won't do that. Uh, John says little things, doable things, not big projects. Okay, I see what you're saying. So again, that's what we have to identify. What are, what's a big project versus the little things? Your little thing may be my big project. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, Robert's in the house. What's up, Robert? He's saying hi to everybody. Robert, thank you so much for being here. I missed you, buddy. We missed you. I didn't see you on Friday either. I was like, what the heck's going on with Robert? Um, but anyways, I love you guys. Yes, I do. Um, so there you have the raw and unscripted show for tonight, talking about controlling your chaos or finding calm in the chaos. Uh, those are some of just my thoughts on that. I appreciate each and every one of you for supporting the raw and unscripted show. Um, we got a lot of crazy things coming up. Be sure to go visit www.christopherrausch.com, www.christopherrausch.com, R-A-U-S-C-H. Got a brand new website going on. We got a group coaching program starting September 13th, just my program this time. Um, so we appreciate you guys. We're gonna be talking about how to have a kick-ass unstoppable life starting September 13th. We're gonna get you ready for 2022. Think about this, guys. Half of 2021 is already over. Have you achieved even half of your goals that you set out for yourself this year. And I know a lot of people said 2021 is going to be my year. And then we started off a little bumpy and then people are sitting there going, Oh my God, it's half the year and I haven't even done anything. So here's what I'm going to do. September 13th group coaching starts. And that way you and I and the team can work together to make sure that you have your goals picked out, how you're going to execute on them before January, 2022. That's the magic. That's the magic. Um, yes, yes, yes. I will speak to you soon. John McMillan. Absolutely. Yes, we will. Uh, Robert says, uh, I was in a mastermind. Sorry, I forgot to let you know. <laughs> Dude, you don't need to let me go. Um, you're good, man. You're good. You're good. You can catch it on the replay. It's no big deal. And Barbara says, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I keep wanting to call you Barbara. My wife's name's Barbara Barsha. Um, yes. And reach out if you want to, you want a private consultation with me, um, we'll make it happen and we can see what we could do. So I'm here to help each and every one of you guys. I love you guys from the bottom of my heart. Um, the good days, the bad days, every other day, it's all good because we're here together, helping each other out, lifting each other up, becoming stronger, more independent and more confident. I love you guys. Go have a marvelous evening. I will see you next time here on the Ron and Scripted Show with yours truly, Christopher Roush. And uh, go out there and be unstoppable, all right? I love you guys. Peace.